Hey guys, this is Tom O'Pennekick, and you're listening to the Galactica Quorum. It's a fracking podcast. Hey, interest is building. Let's stop. I do have a huge spoiler on that. Yeah, like the big loser. <laughs> loser! <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Galactica Quorum. It's a fracking podcast. It's a fracking podcast about Battlestar Galactica and, and Caprica. Caprica. You can find us on the web at galacticacorum.com. Email us at gquorum at gmail.com. That's spelled G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. Our voicemail is 301-358-5175. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter name is Galactica Quorum, and also on Facebook as well. Here we go. This is episode 96. We haven't been on in a while. Uh, as you probably know, Caprica has been canceled. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. No one saw that coming at all, either. <laughs> no. It was such we're, a good show. We're going to spend this episode uh, talking about the cancellation and the reasons for it and where things go from here. We'll start things off with a voicemail from Jesse that sets the stage. Jesse. So, it's Wednesday, October 27th, 5.41 Dallas time, and word is spreading throughout the internet that Caprica has been canceled. Its episodes will be pulled, and we are hearing that they'll be shown sometimes next year. I mourn the missed opportunity to expand the BSU universe to give us quality storytelling from the creative team, but I do not mourn the actual show. It's been painful to watch, and I'm glad they've taken me out of my misery. Who knows, maybe this new prequel focusing on the first Silent War will be good, but this show, Caprica, we are all excited about, and it disappointed us in, I think, every way possible. So that was back in November when word hit that the show was being canceled. Let's just go through the timeline of what ultimately was the demise of the show. The show was initially scheduled to return after a long eight-month hiatus to new episodes that were going to be shown in January of 2011. But because the actor contracts were running out in 2010 and Ron Moore has new development deals lined up, they're on hold pending the fate of Caprica sci-fi, pushed the back 10 episodes to October. The new show returned without any real marketing push on Tuesday nights instead of the usual weekend. And it came back to poor ratings. It had under a million viewers, well below its average, and at or near an all-time low. The next week, the ratings dropped even further. And the following week, they dropped to an absolutely terrible ratings of under 700,000 viewers. I think that was the nail right there when they got to those numbers and it was just infomercial-type numbers. An unrecoverable death spiral. Right. Sad. About that time, it was announced that the webisode movie Blood and Chrome will be shown on the Sci-Fi Network instead of the internet, serving as a backdoor pilot to a potential series. The movie is about the first Cylon War, with William Husker Adama's a main character. The set will be almost all green screen, with most of the background done with CGI since the physical set of Galactica was auctioned off about two years ago. As a side note, there was a posting on Facebook from Alec Peters, who is the CEO of PropWorks, saying that some of the prop inventory that he has was going to be used again. So I wonder if they're going to be leasing it back from him. Well, did he ever sell off the big ships? Well, some of the big ships, they did not sell off, but they were going to find other deals. But I think maybe some major pieces, maybe private collectors still have them and will be willing to loan them. I don't know. Like the but, resurrection pods? or Well, they wouldn't use those. 
So following the announcement of the Blood and Crow movie, the most recent Caprica episode went on the air and it didn't have an accompanying producer podcast, mysteriously enough. Two days later, Sci-Fi announces that Caprica is canceled and will be removed from the schedule immediately. They say the remaining episodes will be shown, quote, sometime in early 2011. A little bit after that, the remaining episodes began airing weekly on a Canadian cable channel called Space. So it was available in Canada, and obviously, once those hit the air, they were on the internets if you wanted to find them that way. Sci-Fi announced the final five, haha, final five Caprica episodes will air January 4th, 2011, in one evening. The marathon session will start at 6 p.m. So they will be shown, and they will just burn them all off at one time. The DVDs of season 1.5 will be available December 23rd. Right for Christmas. Prompting this tweet from our listener, The Fixer. He says, this makes a lot of sense. People who wouldn't watch it for free will almost certainly pay for it. Ah, sci-fi. Crack is whack. (laughs) So, the show is canceled, and right away there were lots of blog posts from different sci-fi blogs and whatnot, decrying how the show was taken off the air. There was one that I think, Jason, you forwarded this to me from the HitFix blog. It gave five reasons what went wrong with Caprica. Probably edited down from a larger number. Yeah. So we'll just go through those. Number one, they said the rollout schedule was odd. Caprica Pilot was released as a standalone DVD in April of 2009, only a few weeks after BSG ended. But the series proper didn't launch on Sci-Fi until January 2010. Ten episodes aired in winter and early spring, and then the show wasn't scheduled to come back until January 2011. See, that's what confuses me. I think Sopranos was kind of the first show that did that whole, like, we're taking a massive break. And that seems to be, like, become popular with some people now. But what I don't get is, A, the Sopranos were a hit when they decided to do that. Plus, it was between seasons. I have yet to understand this weird thing going on where TV stations run like five episodes and then say, we'll bring the rest of the episodes back in six months. Like, you haven't established a damn thing after five episodes. Well, especially with doing that with a brand new show. It's one thing to do it if you've already gotten like two or three seasons in. Yeah, exactly. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. Hey, interest is building. Let's stop. Yeah. (laughs) Especially the case of Caprica when all the episodes were pretty much in the can. Yeah. It's not like they took time off for production. They made a decision to shelve it for months at a time when it could have just been like a 24 loss type of deal where they're like, we have 20 episodes. We're going to show them. Do them all at once. Not this break nonsense. I don't get that. There's a graph posted on a different blog, which I will try to find the link to. Showing when it was off the air and episodes when it was actually on. And when you see visually how much time there was between blocks of episodes, it's striking. There's just huge gaps and then like a tiny, tiny sliver where it shows five episodes air, long span of time, a couple episodes here, long span of time. Next reason given. BSG fans were bitter about that show's finale. (laughs) Uh, We saw some of this firsthand. We did some live podcasts and some people said that they were disillusioned with BSG. Either A, they were, didn't like the finale, and they were like, I'm done with Ron Moore. <laughs> I'm not going to be have this football pulled out from me, Charlie Brown style again. Or B, they said, I was okay with the finale, but I don't need to see any more, especially knowing that it's a prequel and we know if things are going to happen. I think the people that were willing to come on board at the beginning, having the show begin with a concept that was kind of weird, having the teen girl be the robot, that, that didn't help. I think people <coughs> were willing to give it a chance at the beginning, and then they saw that, and they're like, eh, this may not be for me. 
The next reason that's given is sci-fi fans don't necessarily want to watch a soap opera. Agreed. So it was billed initially by Ron Moore as sci-fi version of Dallas. I agree with that one. As it started going on, and it, you know me, I'm, I mean, I like some character episodes, but I don't like it when it goes over the top. Okay, it's a sci-fi channel. It's a sci-fi show. It's based on a very popular, I think, still, sci-fi original show that was all about a war in space. So then you have Caprica, where there's this gigantic explosion that kills a lot of people in the first five minutes of the show. And then I honestly couldn't think of the next time there was like an action sequence. I mean, when was the next thing that exploded? It was in V well, World, they, I guess. Yeah, they had the the fake yeah, um, had, yeah. stadium blowing up. But yeah, well, no, well, you know, just things in V World. But I'm just like, it's a sci-fi show. There's got to be a little bit more conflict than you know what it was like. Phantom Menace, where like the main plot was about a trade war. Really? Yeah. That's your driver of your sci-fi thing. You know, people talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we discussed that a lot. Uh, I always felt like what sci-fi did have was a bratty teen girl and a robot, and nobody seemed to like that. So, Well, yeah, and the birth of all Cylons was teen angst. Yeah, we'll get to that. The next reason they give is soap opera fans don't necessarily want to watch sci-fi. And I'm going to read directly from their page here. Here, perhaps, was the bigger miscalculation. Sci-Fi envisioned Caprica as a show with a broader audience base than BSG. They saw the spaceships and other hardware as a turnoff to viewers who might have enjoyed the political allegory or character drama. Not. But a planet-bound incarnation of Battlestar Galactica isn't enough of a break for that sort of hypothetical viewer. If you're not going to watch sci-fi, you're not going to watch sci-fi. It's not a matter of degree or number of shots of the vacuum of space. Some viewers just don't want to watch shows with certain subjects. This is where I say the show didn't belong on the sci-fi channel, Siffy. I think if you took this show and put it on AMC, people that, quote, don't watch sci-fi would have possibly given it a chance. And I mean, Walking Dead, hello. I mean, it's... No, I'm sorry, but this show, there was no way it could ever compare to the AMC shows because Mad Men and Walking Dead are brilliant and very well done. And this was not brilliant and not very well done. Okay, well... True, but I'm just saying, like, take away all the bad stuff that we've talked about ad nauseum. Just the premise of the show, you have a, a different culture in space, you have different issues, you have political, you have religious issues. That type of thing could have worked on another channel, and people would have embraced it more. Potentially, I'm not saying this show in particular with the characters and the storylines they did, but I think they could have taken that and done something with it. And you can't compare this to Mad Men. Because you didn't start watching Mad Men thinking that a gunfight was going to break out with robots. Now, you know, maybe you can compare it to The Walking Dead. I know I've hammered this home a million times probably, but it's the exact same problem that Friday Night Lights faced, which was a good show, but you weren't going to get people who wanted good TV who weren't football fans because I thought, I don't want to watch a show about football. And you weren't going to get football guys to watch what they knew was going to be a soap opera. Same thing here. But it does come down to being it has to be well done. Mm-hmm. Right. That, and that's their final reason given. Reason number five, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about that over and over. So I won't rehash the, all the different problems that they had. But for me, I think the core thing with personally with me was they started with a pilot movie, which I don't know if that ever had the potential to become a series from that movie. The characters in that movie I think the writers struggled a long time figuring out what they could do beyond that first episode, basically, that long episode. And the other thing, too, which I'm sorry I could never get over it, was 
teen girl starts Cylons, teen angst begins a Cylon war. Mm-hmm. I never bought into that. I could never get over it. To me, it was Zoe is to Cylons as many chlorians are to the Force. I will never accept, like, Phantom Menace to me, you can call it canon. That stuff to me doesn't exist in my mind. It's kind of the same thing here. I just find it so flawed. Well, plus, there have been many examples where you've had the plot that the machines rise up to fight the human creators. But yes, they were more or less based on the concept that the machines became smart and looked at everything and said, you guys aren't worth surviving. The concept that Caprica had for its machines didn't quite match up there. Mm -hmm. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I think it's been built in our mind that when the machines rise up, it's their logical look at the flawed humans thing. Plus, I still thought calling it Caprica constrained them because we had been taught that the canon was that the 12 worlds, while having their differences, were still pretty equal in terms of, you know, what was going on, I think. Right. And here it's like, oh, no, it's all about Caprica. But I think they found it later. The Taurons were much more interesting than the Capricans. Yeah. As written. They should have called it the Colonies. Yes, the colonies. Well, I think they called it Caprica because, you know, everybody knows Caprica 6, and everybody thought that by calling it Caprica, they were basically telling you how they got to create Caprica 6 well, and how all that started. But it has nothing to do with Caprica 6. It I mean, has that's nothing to do with it. With Agreed, but... I'm just saying the way they named it was to, again, trick people into but watching I think, it. I think the colonies would have been more appropriate. It may have sounded simple, but it totally would have, every BSG person would have picked it out immediately. Oh, okay. I know what that's about. Has anyone found anything, and I'm talking to you two, to anyone out there, that explains what we thought were the, the timeline that didn't seem to quite work out? I do have a huge spoiler on that. <laughs> you do. Well, you all didn't watch the was rest it, of the episode. Was it like in Terminator where they just jumped back in time or ahead in time all of a sudden? No. Okay. Going back to the Caprica original movie, there's a script that I have that was dated March of 2006. Is that right? 2006, 2000. I have to confirm that. But it was written a long time ago and even before Battlestar Galactica had concluded. There was not much difference between that script and the production final script, what aired. Which I find curious because any number of things could have changed during Battlestar Galactica to make them want to revisit and maybe alter some of the things that were going on. But he chose not to do it. And if you're locked into that story that early, it seems that inflexibility tied them down to a lot of things that came back to hurt them. I really only have one spoiler on the timeline. Look, I'm not going to go to the internets, the interwebs, and get it. I'll probably TiVo the five, but I'm going to TiVo them, but then I'm purposely going to watch them completely skipping all commercials. Right, of course. You know, <laughs> I will not support anyone. Do you want me to tell you later what it is? Yeah, you can tell me later. Okay. <laughs> is it plausible? Yes. Okay. Maybe. No. Okay. <laughs> if you don't tell yes. me. You know what? You better tell me, because if you don't tell me, and then I come upon it while watching the episodes, and I get all ticked off. You are going to get ticked off. I told Brian he would get two. Wait a minute. Okay, so how many years after the Cylons are created does the war start? Uh, It's supposed to be... It was a 12-year war. Even if he was like 26, which is pushing it in that one first webisode. Right. That would make him have to be 14 when the the full-on war started. And right now he's supposed to be 12. 10 or 12. 12. 12. No, okay. Regardless of that, how many years after they were created was it supposed to start? Are we talking? We like, don't know for sure. We don't know. We just okay. know that we know going backwards how it is. We don't know how far it is forwards it is. Okay. But yes, plausible. Okay. I'll tell you about it later. All right. Brian's going to be like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> frack. <laughs> I've actually started using frack. Like I do it all. I use it all the time. It, it's just like, oh, God, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> I do it when I'm like talking on Twitter and I don't want to cuss. So responses as they came in to our website and to our Facebook page and whatnot, I announced on our website that it had been canceled and Octo7 wrote, thank gods for that. I was a huge fan of Ronald D. Moore's Galactica, but Caprica was so bad, as was the plan, that I probably won't bother watching Blood and Chrome, even though Galactica was a great show. The plot was riddled with holes and a lot of stuff just didn't make sense when you really thought about it, mainly after season two. If you create a good show that brought back the action elements of BSG with about one-third of the other stuff, people would get back in. Do you think the major problem with these two shows was the religious background? A little bit. Because, I mean, plus, Caprica was so heavy on it. It was heavy. And then BSG near the end got really heavy on it. At the end. And again, yeah. the, and, and to be honest, that gives you hope for a series that would focus entirely on the war. Because to be honest, you would not expect the people who had just had their machines turn against them to be too concerned about their religion at that point. It would just be like fight for survival and a look at like, what are you willing to do to survive kind of stuff. Right. Really holding out hope, I guess. Yeah. Well, religion, eh, I won't even go into the finale one yeah. more time. Screw it. Response from Mike L. He wrote, I'm deeply disappointed that sci-fi has canceled Caprica. While the show is flawed, the thing that kept me watching was the development of the mythos of the silence. Now we'll never really know how they came to be and evolved on Caprica. I uh, know. That's not totally true because there's still five episodes left. So. I know. <laughs> Michelle knows. I know. I watched the final episode. Remember the oft-repeated line from BSG, all this has happened before, all this will happen again. Oh, and by the way, this is something that always bugged me about Caprica, too, was the old soldiers of the one who do the so say we all thing. Did they? Oh, yeah, I get that, was, that one time. That was, they did a couple times. They uh, did a couple or, times. Or the thing where they test their finger to their forehead and they say, so say we all. <laughs> yeah, like the big loser. <laughs> loser! <laughs> um, I don't see how that could be part of their saying. And then everybody else, and everyone else it. says it. Yeah. It never made any sense to me. It's well, part of their national anthem as they stand up and they do so, so we all or whatever. And I didn't get I don't that. Know. Anyway, Maybe it's just a thing. To continue with his email, sorry for the interruption. We don't really know how Zoe developed the code for the Avatar. Was she inspired by something from the wasted Silent Earth? We know the Silence evolved separately at least twice. Was the STO somehow tied with the final five? What is the connection between the Silence and the STO? I think David Icke and Ron Moore would eventually have told this story and tied it all up, just as they did with all the loose ends of BSG. Well, I don't know. All the loose ends? All the loose ends. I no, I take issue with that. I've got probably what could be called a little bit too much faith. Mm. That's a lot of faith yeah. right there. Here, uh, but he writes, the biggest mistake on Caprica was Sci-Fi's decision to show half the shows in the first season and then take a Sopranos-like hiatus. That worked for the Sopranos after it was established for a few seasons. I think running the full season with minimal interruption would have given Caprica a chance to prove itself. And if it hadn't, then it would have been public reaction, not programming that killed the show. Agreed there. Now, so going back, was there any thought if Six and Baltar were supposed to be angels, no matter what you found that or not, mm-hmm. I guess that means conceivably you could have brought them into Caprica at some point. Yeah, I've been saying that since episode well, one of Caprica. Okay. I've you been, could have also brought in the final five. Well, they didn't show up yet. The final five showed Should up. Should we have gone into season two? You could have brought in the final five. Yeah. Yes. But the final five, according to the timeline, the final five didn't show up until the during the Silent War. Right. Then when they were trying to develop their skin job stuff. Okay, so maybe we can bring them into the, whatever, the news show. Possibly. Because I wouldn't mind seeing Michael Truco again. One more post. This person writes, it was better than a lot of stuff on sci-fi or network TV. The problem was it was too related to BSG. It would have worked better if it had nothing to do with it, but the expectations were too high. It's like Stargate Universe, which is great, but it only works when you don't think of it as the existing Stargate Universe. 
I just saw the next Caprica episode 14 via Torrent, and it was the best so far. They actually got to the point where Cylons and the idea of the one true god meet. I wish it would have gotten to this point sooner, and I wish they wouldn't have thrown so much at the wall at once. Now, this is something where people come along two different sides of the fence, and I find it curious that people are take up pretty much the opposite viewpoint. Some people say the show had too much to do with Battlestar Galactica, and some people say it didn't have enough to do with Battlestar Galactica. I guess on some points they're both right. It had too much to do with it in the fact that it touched on the show that we watched before, and it was connected to that. But like we said, it didn't quite feel right in terms of how they're setting up this mythos of how the silence got created. So there was like, it didn't sync very well. And then the other side, people saying it didn't have enough BSG. It didn't have enough of sci-fi that we knew and appreciated. So what you're saying is within this giant set of this show sucked, there's a bunch of different subsets as to why it sucked and how badly it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have that pretty much figured out there? Mm. Can I just say, this is not the fault of any of the actors, because some of them were really no. damn good. Oh, no. It's all about the writing. There's a lot of wasted talent on that show. There was. Yeah. I doubt. So, where does that leave us with Blood and Chrome? Blood and Chrome, as we said, will be about the first Cylon War. I, for one... I'm not tired of the BSG universe. I am perfectly happy for them to go back to military sci-fi. I dig it. I am looking forward to a show that will, I think, not be rooted in this sort of religious type of discussion. And as far as mysteries involved, I think that period of time takes place between quote-unquote mysteries. Like, at that point, there's nothing in the lab for them to be making. There's nothing for them to be searching for. I kind of think they need something to make people wonder what's coming next, other than just, like, what character is going to live and die in this episode and what Battlestar might just explode. So there needs to be something going undercurrent-wise that's going to drive us to wonder and speculate, because that's fun. But overall, I'm on board. I mean... But the great thing about a show that it would be around the war would be that you could just kill off whoever right. and kill them off. From both a storyline point and a this actor is getting a little too big for their britches standpoint. Let's make it like Terminator. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Because, by the way, Terminator is my favorite storyline. Even though you all hated Terminator 3, I still liked it because it was Terminator. It. I've never been able to see the it. whole thing. Really? There's always a point where I get like, oh, yeah, okay, and I just give up. <laughs> And I know a lot of people didn't like Terminator Salvation. I loved it. I, I thought that was good. That wasn't bad. I loved it. Why? Because it was a Terminator story. I thought it was a very different take on the genre. I was glad it wasn't formulaic in the way that all the other ones were. You know what? You know what? It had the same problem, though, that the first three Star Wars movies had? Since Salvation was set before the first stories, but made far after them... You had better concepts of technology and CGI. So the Terminator War in Salvation had much cooler machines than what was envisioned in the first Terminator movies. Yeah. The problem with Salvation was they wrote the movie for Christian Bale to be the Terminator. And he said, this is really cool. I want to play John Connor. And then they had to rewrite the script so he would have a bigger role. So that's why the story ended up having like a fractured self because the best part of the story is when the Terminator guy's on the screen and Connor's on there like as an afterthought almost. But anyway, that's a different discussion, yeah. perhaps for our other podcasts, Geek Quorum. But no, I am certainly not tired of BSG. I just need a, a better reboot, a better idea. Right? Yeah. How the war evolved would be very cool. And I believe we could bring back Alex Ponovic into this. Yeah. Considering his role was very short again. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it's too bad. I was looking forward to seeing, and I, we will see him eventually, but Alex, 
his role as Papa Adama. Alex played Sergeant, was it Fisher? Yes. He had a very small role as Sergeant Fisher in Battlestar Galactica. Then he was also the boxing fight coordinator. And then, like many other actors in BSG, they got a small role in this one. He got to play Papa Adama. For a very short time. Very short time. <laughs> he always seems to die in every episode. Well, that's what I in. said to him. I was like, you need to get a role where you're on more than at least one episode. Because it seems like every show he's been on, they kill him off. Stargate, they killed him off. Mm-hmm. Supernatural, I believe they killed him off. I mean, they just... Tell him to stop wearing red for all the auditions. <laughs> they need to stop killing him off. <laughs> okay, so as in terms of what will happen with the Galactica Quorum podcast, we are going to talk about the final remaining episodes of Caprica. We will obviously be looking forward to Blood and Chrome and whether that becomes a series. I, for one, think that it's a no-brainer that no matter what people say, if they're tired about Battlestar, if they show a promo for Blood and Chrome and it's got Cylon Raiders, the old school ones, and the Vipers flying around, people are going to tune in and they're going to get more than 700,000. I can guarantee that for people viewing it. And they're gonna- I like how you said that, too. We're going to talk about the final five episodes of Caprica. We are looking forward to <laughs> Blood and Chrome. Very, I like your distinction there. Just, yes, uh, very subliminal there, yeah. And so that's what we'll be doing there. But in the meantime, we do have another podcast, Geek Quorum. Be sure to check that out because we discuss other sci-fi shows. And that's where, as sci-fi takes their sweet time with deciding what to do with the BSG franchise, that's where we'll be hanging out the most. So check us out there. I think that wraps up this episode. Again, our website is Galactica Quorum. Our voicemail, 301-358-5175. Send us an email at gquorum at gmail.com. That's also our Geek Quorum email and voicemail address. The jump clock is running. Thank you so much for subscribing and hanging in with us over these years, four plus now. Wow. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Here we go to record a podcast. Fly away. About a show that is canceled.